1: everyone, this is Tony Richards and welcome to our program. Today, I'm going to continue my discussion for you on execution principles. You know, it doesn't matter how good your strategic plan is. It doesn't matter how good your big idea is. What really matters is how much of it can you execute well for great results. And I've been giving you some principles on the rhythm of execution. That particular part, we talked about priorities, we talked about metrics, and then we got into rhythm, which is how you schedule and structure your meetings along the execution path, and how do you keep people involved, engaged. And on this episode, I'm going to focus in on weekly leadership meeting, and I'll be talking about that in very much detail coming up in just minutes today's program is sponsored by university subaru university subaru homegrown and proud of it stand by i'll be back to talk about your weekly leadership meeting right after this on the c-suite radio network there's nothing quite like the love of a good
2: dog
0: Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com.
1: Welcome back to Better Than Before. I'm Tony Richards, and we've been talking about execution rhythm. On the weeks that I don't have a guest, I've been talking and honing in on a deep dive on how to do a better job executing. And the last time we got together on this topic, I talked to you about the daily huddle. Now we're going to expand that out to seven days worth and talk about the weekly leadership meeting. And the weekly meeting can really be a despised, boring, boring event. And honestly, that's why most CEOs, division and department leaders do not have them weekly, but push them to monthly. And who can really blame them? I mean, because for the most part, it's just the executives sitting in a meeting, doing reports, making it mundane and a meeting in which it's difficult to focus. And you can talk about that, whether it's at the executive level, the division level, the department level, whatever, it's just... Well, can I be totally honest with you? It's that managers and leaders get distracted and get a little bit lazy, lazy. And so most of the members of the meeting have their computers open because they're catching up on emails. They're looking at calendars. They're checking things on the Internet. So all these things I'm talking about in these important meetings are pushed to a monthly status. But the most important reason they're boring is because the most important conversations are probably not being had. In other words, it can't just be a report in, well, here's what's going on with me. Here's what's going on in my department. And it's this long overview of things that could just really be in an email. And so these monthly fall asleep in your chair meetings are mainly Here are the issues, challenges, and events we're going to be facing, and here's what we're going to do about them. Here's this, and here's that. So if these meetings are done correctly, the weekly leadership team meeting is where the real momentum, the real conversations about very important items we need to be working on and where we can really get some traction. Because it can motivate, energize, and help your team stay in alignment. It can help them stay focused on what really matters most to you to them, and to the organization. The primary purpose and structure of the weekly leadership meeting is to refocus, recalibrate to make sure you're hitting the goals that you set at the quarterly meetings for your 13-week sprint. So let me just walk through some pieces of my framework on how to make these weekly leadership meetings executable and improved, and maybe even, if you do them right, enjoyable for everyone that's in the meeting. Number one, you got to keep the meeting tight and you got to keep it moving. You got to be the facilitator of the meeting and you have to know when to push, when to pull, when to put your brakes on, when to step on the gas, when to move on, when to stop down and have a little more color or detail or background. And you do not want this meeting to go more than two hours. And if you can help it somewhere between 60 and 90 minutes is preferable and Somebody's got to run the meeting, and if you are not good at being able to do that and keeping track of time, assign somebody to be keeping up with the time and to flag you when you need to speed up or when you've got some time or whatever. And even better, use a timer to make sure everyone reporting in is giving updates and they're staying tight and that everybody has equal time based on the priorities that are laid out in the meeting, right? I was just at a a quarterly meeting here in the last week or two where everybody had eight minutes to give their report and there was a timer and it did go off and it did irritate a couple of people because they were used to having TMI syndrome and going on and using way more words than necessary. So that initial discipline was not comfortable for some people, highly extroverted people more usually than introverts. But the main thing is keep your 60 to 90 minutes in mind and always close the meeting on time and don't go over. And you also got to remember the length of this meeting may vary some depending on the size of your business and the number of people that are in the meeting. And if you go back to my basic rules for meetings, make sure that everybody that's in the meeting has a specific purpose for being there. Don't invite people just because you feel bad about leaving them out or just if you think they're going to be offended because they're not part of it or whatever. Make sure everybody there should be there and has a purpose. So number two, big cornerstone is set a positive tone for me. Start out with good news from everybody. Give everybody a couple of minutes to update you on personal and professional news It's good to start off with a win from everybody. And it's also a chance to connect and check in with each other and learn about each other and hear about each other because you want your people to be honest on where they are emotionally at that time. And you can even ask them, hey, where are you this morning emotionally from zero to 10? And anything under a six or seven, they're going to struggle in the meeting, right? Anything over seven, they're going to be enthusiastic, engaged, and ready to go. Number three is track results and key numbers. So this is where the metrics, the big three principles of execution, where the metrics come in. Make sure you've got your critical metrics and KPIs that this team needs to be watching. Right now in the United States economy, we've headed into a time of increased interest rates and also increased inflation. And if it hasn't started to affect your business yet, it's going to. And so you need to be watching your data very, very closely and all the leaders involved in helping you navigate your organization and taking it forward to success need to be watching it too. I like to have color coding on each individual metrics that sort of also communicates in an emotional and creative way what your pacing and status is. Red is not good and we're not tracking well. Yellow is we're kind of in a danger zone. Green is we're on track and super green is. We're doing better than we thought we'd do. These numbers may create other opportunities later in the meeting for collective intelligence sharing and discussion and questions like, well, why is our sales dropping off? Is that something? Let's make sure and watch that next week too and see if it's just an anomaly this week. Those kinds of things, right? And make sure you go back to your quarterly priorities on the executive level, the organization level, the department level, whatever level this meeting is happening at. And depending on who is having this meeting, make sure that you're on course, on track. Number four is review progress against your quarterly priorities. Are you on track in terms of the top three to five quarterly priorities you had set from your quarterly review and planning meeting? So, what's the progress being made on each priority? Where might we be stuck? Where do we need help? Where do we need to focus? Where do we need to put some extra pressure? And what are our next action items on this? Set some expectations. What are we expecting? Number five, get a review on employee or customer data. If you have a business, intelligence department or somebody who gathers data from your customers and your employees, this is a good time to review it here in the meeting. And you need to pay attention to the information you have available and leverage it for greater success. These tech companies have been doing that for 20 years. And now we also, if we have a business that's not tech, we need to make sure we're doing that too. And even if you don't have sophisticated data systems, This ought to be a best practice for you and your company. Try to figure out how you can get some data that you can look at and see what's happening in the market with our customers, what's happening with our prospects. Are we hearing anything new or different from anybody, employees, customers, or new hires, or doing exit interviews? You need to have all that. Number six is you need to review your collective intelligence. So this is a strategic team discussion or debate. And needs to have at least 30 minutes of a 60 to 90 minute meeting when you use the smartest people in the room, because you have put the smartest people in the room in these leadership positions, right? I'm assuming you have. So the smartest brains in your company are in the room for this executive level, this division level, this department, whatever, and they need to be troubleshooting and figuring out the critical things you need to do so that you can move the company ahead. So that can be, you know, any feedback that would be good to give everybody that you've been hearing any short-term tactical issues impeding our progress, report, any where we're stuck, where we run into a problem, where we might expect delays, all that kind of stuff. And then number seven is sort of not part of the agenda, but just for you as the leader of this weekly meeting, you need to tune up your meeting on a regular basis. You need to be disciplined enough to refine and update your weekly agenda, to make sure that your meeting is staying effective, efficient, and fresh, because they get a little rough and ragged. And we as human beings, we have this status quo bias that takes effect, where we just let things run like they've always run, and we just go through the motions. And when you get in that situation, you're in a doom loop for this meeting. If you tune up the meeting on a regular basis, if you take some things out and put some things in and you figure out a way to prompt people better, it's all going to come down to you as the facilitator as to the quality of this meeting. And you're either going to have a flywheel meeting where the meeting is continually accelerating your execution. People are going to look forward to coming. People are going to be energized and charged up to get back so they can come back to the next weekly meeting to report progress and forward momentum and success. Or you're going to be in a doom loop where it's like, well, I got to go to the meeting and tell them nothing's changed again. What can you do to make your weekly meetings one of the more valuable meetings that anybody's ever going to go to for that particular week? Those are my thoughts and some discussion items and whatever on the weekly leadership meeting. Feel free to contribute anything you think that I would be able to share with all of our audience here on better than before about how you do your weekly meeting or what you've learned from it or how you've made it different. I'd love to hear that. And you can email that to me at info, I-N-F-O at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Stand by, I've got three big ideas for you to energize your week coming up next here on better than before.
2: There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog
0: receive weekly coaching tips from tony richards delivered straight to your inbox whether you're a ceo or an entrepreneur tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry tony's monday morning coaching memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more Text the word LEADERSHIP to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday morning coaching memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Better Than Before here on the C-Suite Radio Network. I'm Tony Richards, your master coach and host. And I've got three big ideas to share with you for this week's show. Number one big idea, pay attention to the activities that give you energy and the activities that take energy away from you. There's an old myth that the job is the job and you have to do it all, whether you like it or whether you don't like it. And like a lot of things that we buy into over the years about leadership and executive success, there are extremes that take place and we end up doing things we really don't have to do. And we're not really smart about it. We just take it on face back and go, well, I just got to put my head down and I just got to suffer through the pain and do it anyway. And while there's an element of truth in that, there's also other things you can do. You should be spending at least 60 to 70% of your time on activities that move the organization forward and also energize you and are in your circle of competence as a leader. Now that 25 to 30% that's not, you should get a lot of help on that from someone that's a trusted leader, that's your direct report that you've identified in your succession plan as someone that could possibly move up someday, or maybe even take your role someday, and slide 40 or 50% of that over to them so they could knock out the majority of the rough parts that maybe you're not as good at as they are. And then you're allowing them to function in an area of strength. You're allowing them to grow and you're allowing them to assist you and help you. Now, there's gonna have to be some trust and belief involved in this, but you should have that with your people. If you don't trust your people and you don't believe in them, There's either something wrong with you, or you've put the wrong people in place, right? But either way, it's a problem. So you got to get past that. You got to trust them. You got to believe in them. You got to have their best interests at heart and give them opportunities to grow. Big idea number two, find new ways to be a leader, provide confidence to others, and be creative with your capabilities. This is connected with big idea number one. Find new ways to be a leader. If something isn't working with someone, you've got to spend a significant amount of time going over it in your mind and figure out, okay, this person has a lock on their potential. And every human being, this is an analogy, right? I'm using a word picture, but everyone's potential is locked up inside them. And there is a particular lock or a particular safe that needs to be open or lock that needs to be open to unleash their potential. And just doing the same thing with every one of your people doesn't work because they're not all the same. There are individual needs and wants and motivations and belief systems and experience levels. And all of that is involved in each human being you have as your reports you've gotta find the key that unlocks that lock. You've gotta find the combination that opens that safe. And that's what I mean by finding new ways to be a leader and having their best interests at heart and providing confidence to them and being creative with your capabilities is, for every person, you've gotta diagnose that situation and prescribe the key that's gonna unlock their potential. Big idea number three, in nature, anything that isn't growing is dying. And the same is true in business. In nature, we have the law of thermodynamics, which means everything is winding down, everything is decaying, and everything is dying. And we know that to be true. That's why we see so much disruption in the climate. That's why if you don't Properly service your automobile, it breaks, it goes down, it doesn't stay in service as long. Same thing with your house, same thing with your lawn. If you don't properly take care of it, weeds grow up, choke out your grass, take over your plants. It just works with everything your personal health and body. If you don't service it and take care of it, it goes down faster than you need to have it do that. And you've got to service it and maintain it in order to keep it going as long as you possibly can. What's the one common word in all this? Work. It's all work. And so in business, if you don't take care of your organization, if you don't maintain it properly, if you don't guide it properly, if you don't adjust things that need to be adjusted and you just let it run on its own, it will eventually break down. And we go through business cycles. We're entering into a new one right now. I referenced it in the previous segment where if you don't adjust to the business environment, then the space between what's relevant to the business environment and your business, that gap will increase. And the more you become irrelevant to the relevant business market, the more trouble you're going to have. And the longer it lasts, the harder it's going to be to recover from. So, You got to remember, if we're not growing, we're dying. And you can grow in a tough environment, but it's going to take some brain power, some creativity, a lot of good execution, a lot of good communication, a lot of alignment. It's going to take all those things, and it's going to take a lot of work, but you can do it. I believe in you. That's our show today. Better Than Before is sponsored by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. Follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4. You can join my free Facebook page, Tony Richards Speaker, Author, Coach. Special thanks, as always, to super producer Tessa Hall, who always makes our show sound so good. And until we visit again next week right here on Better Than Before on the C-Suite Radio Network, I'm your master coach and host, Tony Richards, reminding you that everything gets better when you get better.